This is the Town Roots Podcast, episode number seven. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. So, hey, I'm joined by Maleka today uh, from Two Chicks in the Mix. So happy that you could join me today, Maleka. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Good. No, great, great. You guys have great business, and so I'm happy to share it with the listeners today. Um, I happened to try it out a couple of months ago. My wife brought home some of your cookies, and the whole family just devoured them. So <laughs> ever since then, you've been high on my list of someone to talk to. I'm so glad. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So why don't you tell us a little about Two Chicks in the Mix? Yeah. So um, I'm the co-owner and also have a business partner, Erica. So we're based in Oakland and Los Angeles. So she operates everything in Los Angeles and I operate everything here in the Bay Area. And we mainly focus on cake. Um, and actually, we just we were doing cake and like you said, cookies and brownies and pies. But we just are kind of like phasing everything out just to focus more our resources and time on cake. We still have some opportunities to do like pie, which is our pie pledge, which we do um, quarterly. There's like a new flavor. It's a subscription. So um, people sign up and they get a pie quarterly. Um, And then we do wedding cakes and catering and stuff like that. But obviously that's kind of phased out since the pandemic. And so how'd you guys get started doing this? Had you always been baking? You just started, decided to turn it into a business or what, what inspired you to start this? We actually didn't start baking until we started the business. <laughs> I really love what I do. Um, we started because I just was inspired to start a business. I didn't know what kind of business and I was inspired to start a business because I had read about Sophia Amoroso who started her first brand was called Nasty Gal. And that was a clothing company that she started on um, eBay. Then she grew it to a really huge company. Um, And I was like, let's do something like that. And so I went to my best friend. I was like, let's sell clothing. And she was like, no, let's bake. And I had very little experience baking at that time. Um, I did like to bake, but I didn't have any, definitely not any professional experience or capacity. And so tell me how you came up with the name. I absolutely love your guys' name. What was the inspiration behind that? Thank you. Yeah, my mom actually came up with it off the top of her head. Um, Just we started the business. We didn't have a name. And she was like, kind of teasing me, like, I'm not going to tell you the name that I thought of for you. And I was like, well, tell me, because I just didn't think it was going to be a good name. We always doubt our parents, I guess. And then she was like, two chicks in the mix. And I was like, great. And I just sold it to my business partner. And we get a lot of comments on our name. Actually, people really love it. And there's actually a lot of two chicks something. Like there's two chicks cocktail. There's two chicks and jerky and all this kind of other stuff. But I think two Uh chicks in the mix just rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Now, I tell you, I like that show. Um, uh, What's the name of that show? Good Bones, yeah. Good Bones, yes, yes. I like Good Bones, and there are two chicks in the hammer. Right, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So you got, when did you guys start? We started, so we're coming up on our eighth year, actually. So I want to say in June, it'll be eight years. Okay. So what happened when the pandemic hit last year? What what was that like? You know what? It was, first it was scary just as a human being, you know, because I feel like it the first kind of thoughts were like, how do you get it? And like, can we go outside? And is it airborne? (laughs) You know, just all these kind of like crazy 
sci-fi scenarios. Um, and then, yeah, business completely stopped. And I think at first it was kind of like, is this really that big of a deal? And we didn't really know what was going to happen. But then uh, just a ton of cancellations came through. And I remember it was a really busy week because at that time we were doing like multiple weddings in one weekend or one day. We had catering, you know, we were just doing a lot. And then just so many cancellations were coming through to the point where I started to email some of my clients who hadn't contacted me yet and and just asking them, do you need to cancel, you know? Um, So all of them did. And then for the next several weeks, I just was taking walks (laughs) in my neighborhood, just trying to figure out what was going to be like our next step and what what were we going to do to um, sustain the business and to earn money. And the first thing that we did was offer free delivery. Um, We have an offering, a petite cake is our biggest seller. Um, And before the pandemic, we really didn't get a lot of um, website orders. People would use our website to inquire about weddings, but people wouldn't actually use our website to order products a lot, you know. And so um, now that is basically the basis of our business is people ordering cakes off our site. So we have this petite cake. It serves four to five little slices of cake. Um, And so we started doing free delivery um, and that just exploded. And we were just really, really busy from that. Um, So yeah, that's kind of been the basis of what we've been doing since um, the pandemic hit. So before the pandemic, you were primarily doing wedding cakes. Exactly. And then when the pandemic hit, of course there were no weddings going on at least right. no weddings where, where people were attending receptions exactly yeah exactly <laughs> and so yeah i mean if you're if, if your business is almost entirely based on in-person events that has to be pretty scary when all that goes away yeah it was scary and i also i actually like the idea of pivoting and being like what can we do differently and just trying to meet the customers where they are is, is kind of like my mindset and what can we do differently and how is that going to change the business and can that help us grow? So it was really scary, but then I also started thinking about people who it was scarier for, like just straight up caterers, you know, that's really scary because they don't have the same platform that we have, which is like, we've always had a website where people couldn't order things off our website. Whereas caterers who just do like savory food or they just do like huge orders, they were in like a harder position. I feel like, and I did read, an article that was like during this time, bakeries were really resilient because baked goods are like a comfort item. And also you can order them in really small quantities. Um, so I do think that we were really after the moment, you know, was there anything sort of after that surprised you? Like, you know, cause I hear from some people that say, you know, yeah, the pandemic forced us to do this and God, I wish I would have started that like two years ago. That's a good question. Um, you know what? I think that it really showed me because we were so dependent before the pandemic on wedding cake business. And anybody knows that has a business is that you have to have multiple revenue streams. And if you get too hold up in one kind of like stream, it's really not good for the business because something can happen like a pandemic, you know, that really um, makes that really hard to to get that kind of traction within that one revenue stream. And so I feel like that was a hard lesson to learn that it's like, okay, we can't be completely dependent. And I think at that time, wedding cakes were like 90% of our business, you know, and that's just not um, good business. So we, 
I think it was like, okay, how do we do all these different things and how do we not be dependent on wedding cakes anymore? And so that was really, and I'm happy because wedding cakes are stressful, you know? And so now we've been doing these really small cakes. Um, we call them our petite two tier, which is just a four inch over six inch. And it serves 20 versus some of the cakes that we've done before would serve like 150 or something like that, you know? So, um, that's been like a emotional relief, but also a good lesson to be like, okay, we have to constantly be thinking of new ideas because you never know what could happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, what made you get into cookies? You're doing cakes, you're wedding cakes, you're doing petite cakes. Where, where do the cookies come in? The cookies is just a good recipe. <laughs> and I <laughs> Those think cookies were on fire. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Um, that is actually one of the first things that we ever made when we started the business was those cookies and yeah. Um, there's been so many transitions throughout the business of things that we've put on the menu and taken off, but those have always been a bestseller and people have always loved them and we really love to make them. And yeah, we really like them a lot. Mm -hmm. So, so why Oakland? You know, why, why did you start this business in Oakland? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, I came here, I'm from Los Angeles, like I said, and I came here to go to, um, school at SF state. And I couldn't find sustainable housing in San Francisco. I didn't know that there wasn't going to be sustainable housing in Oakland either. <laughs> um, but I've lived in Oakland um, pretty much since I've moved here. Like maybe I've lived here for um, nine years now. So maybe eight years I've lived in Oakland. Um, and I think Oakland just right from the bat was, I always say that Oakland when I first moved here hazed me because <laughs> um, it's a lot different from Los Angeles, you know, and, there's pros and cons to both places, but I felt like, you know, my car was always getting broken into here. I couldn't find anywhere to stay. But then after that point, I felt like Oakland really embraced the business. Um, and people just, it's a, um, culture of support. You know, I think that in Oakland, obviously like with, um, everything that happened with George Floyd and the black lives matter movement coming to a new awareness, people did really support black owned businesses. But at the same time, like I feel like Oakland really didn't need to be taught. Like I have so many customers and I've had those customers for years who always have made it a priority to support black owned businesses. Um, and so, yeah, the support here has been amazing um, pretty much from the start. Nice. Nice. Good to hear. Right, aside from your customers, are the organizations that you, you have found have supported you or you've drawn support from them? organizations um that's a good question i mean yeah so i worked with um francine from jack and jill and she ordered all the cookies from us but before that she also is a school administrator and so she ordered um, a bunch of cookies for us from us for um her staff and so that was really exciting we've worked with all kinds before you know, we really got um, our kind of like stability as a business. We did like a lot of parties and different parties in the Oakland area. Um, we've worked with a ton of different universities and schools. And then in past years, you know, before the pandemic, um, during like Black History Month, we would work with a lot of tech companies like Twitter, Uber, mm -hmm. Airbnb. We've worked with um, all of those. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I know you guys are primarily online. Mm -hmm. um, are there any plans to, to have a brick and mortar space? We do. Yeah, we actually have been. That's always been our, our major goal is to open a brick and mortar space. Um, and we have been looking since October, um, which if you can hear the exasperation in my voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, you know, I thought that once we were ready 
you know, because it takes a few years to get ready to open a storefront. You know, you got to have a good cash flow. You got to have your concepts ready. Um, I thought that once we were ready for that next step, it would be so easy to find a space. And lo and behold, it is not. Um, I think that my assumption is that there's not a ton of bakeries already in Oakland. And so a bakery is a specific place. Like it has a specific hood. It's a certain um, square footage and things like that. And so if there was another bakery or a lot of other bakeries that were moving out, we could easily move in. But I don't think there are a ton of bakeries already in Oakland that have those type of spaces. Um, and then I think with the pandemic, a lot of restaurant owners um, are prioritizing small spaces because it's cheaper. You know, maybe they're worried about other types of um, restrictions being placed on dining, eating. So they're looking for a lot of small spaces. So I'm kind of competing with those kind of people. Um, so we've worked with a ton of realtors thus far um, and we're just like on their list. So they'll let us know if they'll find anything for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. <laughs> it's super exciting to be looking to that next step and we can't wait to open. I think with being online, there are certain limitations. Like we have the same menu, you know, um, people can't order like any time of the day and get it the next day, you know. Um, we have certain parameters on that, but with the storefront, you know, people can come in at any time and get whatever they want. And then we can also do more fun things where it's like, we only have this certain amount of quantity of cherries. We can make five cherry pies. You know what I mean? Where it's like mm -hmm. now being online, you have to have a certain quantity of things to keep the menu sustainable. And so what do you, what do you think, or what do you hope that storefront experience will be like? Like, you know, be a counter and people come in and order and they sit down or they sit down, someone comes and takes their order. What, what's that going to look like? Yeah, well, actually our ultimate, ultimate goal is to do like a brunch spot. Um, mm. But that's many years from now, but I really love brunch and I love breakfast and I'm really good at okay. making it. So I would love to do mm -hmm. that like five, 10 years from now, but immediately what I'm thinking, and it obviously depends on the space that we find, but I would love to have it be a cafe style. So, um, you know, we would have our display of baked goods and people can come in and get that. But I also love the idea of, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you get like a special dessert at the restaurant and it's different from what you get at a bakery because they are heating it up back there or they're doing something like that. I really love the idea of doing like a molten chocolate cake or something like that where people can um, sit down and enjoy it the same way that they would at a restaurant. I want to have ice cream. I want to have coffee. And then I want to have like some lunch stuff for, um, yeah, customers who are looking to get lunch. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So where's your ideal location? Where are you guys looking to, for, for your storefront? Oakland is definitely our ideal location. I would love to be by the lake. I don't think there's anywhere better than being by the lake if you're going to be mm -hmm. in Oakland. But we're also open to Alameda, Berkeley, or Albany. Cool. Hey, Malika, this has been great. I so appreciate your time. But before we before we sign off, how can people find you? Yeah, so we're at twochicksinthemix.com. Just everything spelled out the regular way. Um, also, Two Chicks in the Mix on Instagram. Awesome. Well, you know, this has been great. I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm going to have to order some more of those cookies because those things <laughs> are so good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank, thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.